Welcome to the Eating Cast. I am Chris. I'm Vincent, and today we're joined by Jake Malley, who is a free-spirited bro. Uh, enjoys playing FPS. Uh, he likes to travel, um, and he runs a podcast called Real Talk with Jake. And he's from the South Side suburbs of Chicago. He is an American Arab of two Middle Eastern backgrounds, half Palestinian and Lebanese. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, Jake. Thanks for having me. So it's our pleasure to have you on. You know, it's uh, definitely a little breath of fresh air with like a lot of, um, you know, like our current podcast that we've had in terms of, like you know, a lot of uh, just more serious topics and kind of like, you know, more like more or less like a lot of political topics and everything like that. It's definitely uh, a little breath of fresh air in a sense um, to have kind of have just more of like a laid back and like a chill, uh, you know, little session with uh, you. Yeah, no, I mean, just like how, you know, any conversation goes, I mean, I, I usually tell people the same thing, like, do you guys get that at all? Like, when somebody's like, oh, what's it like when I get on the show or whatever? And, and the best thing I tell them, honestly, is ever have that really deep conversation that just gets kind mm-hmm. of pathetic at, like, one in the morning with all your friends, when you're all just, like, it's, it's, like, dead of night, and nobody wants to leave, everybody's just tired, and you have that just ridiculous conversation, that's what it ends up feeling like, honestly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely kind of like a... Uh... There's situations where it does like kind of like get to that point where it's like we just kind of like just can't stop you know talking and like it's just you're so into the conversation and then like oh shit an hour passed already or like two hours passed and it's just like it just keeps going you know that's awesome um, yeah. but no I, I really like this and I really appreciate you guys having me on and you know anything you guys want to jump into I'm so ready for this is this is actually really cool it's really cool to be on the flip side <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, so basically for our viewers, we're going to talk about just the Middle Eastern culture and just how it was like growing up Arab American, because I don't think we've ever had an Arab American on our show. Um, I mean, I have some friends, but I've never, ever sat down with them and like talked about differences and similarities. So uh, this is the first for us. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely. That is okay. Now, now I'm on it. All right. <laughs> hey. All right. So Professor I, guess, Jake. <laughs> I guess I can give you guys a pretty cool rundown. So uh yeah. There's a, there's a couple of things that you, you got to kind of take into account. One, there's the new generation, which is what I'm in. So this is the millennial generation, right? We're, we're very westernized. And then there's the second generation, basically, which is the one before us, uh, which is our parents. And like, you can consider it, I guess, some of our like great aunts and stuff. I mean, maybe you want to incorporate grandparents in there because they kind of have that same view. But as long as you know that there's that generation and this one, it'll be very easy to understand a lot of the things that I say. But um. I guess to really just kind of dive into it, it's uh, it's interesting because it's it's just like growing up in any other culture, right? And and when I say that, I mean culture. I'm talking about you know coming from somewhere that's got a lot of heritage, a lot of tradition, stuff like that. It's gonna follow pretty pretty much the same thing. You know, your family wants you to you know stay with you know people of your group. You know, when it's time to get married and stuff like that, they want you to look for somebody of that same. They they want they kind of want everything the same, right? They want to want to stay in that bloodline, stuff like that. You know, you're very cultural, stuff like that, but you also get a ton, a ton of the oppressive stuff that nobody really, all that oppressive, like, I'm talking, you know, can't do this, can't do that. I mean, and, and it gets, it gets pretty bad because it's like the big thing about growing up, you know, Middle Eastern, especially, you know, in Chicago, it's huge, it's a huge city. Uh, the millennials are having a huge struggle right now. Um, everything from our past generation used to work in the older society because there was just less to do. People were different. Times were very different. But now society has taken a huge turn 
and and the big issue is millennials of of any Middle Eastern descent, any Middle Eastern descent, are having a very hard time blending in. And the reason I say that, and this is prime example number one, how is it okay in today's society, 2020? I, I don't even want to consider 2020. Let's just go back to 2019. 2020 sucks. So 2019, sucks. yeah, 2019, 2020 is crap. <laughs> 2019 though, uh, how could you grow up in, in today's society as an adult, right, from the last generation and tell your, your, your son and your daughter, oh, as you grow up, you know, you look at your son, you can go out and do whatever you want, but, you know, be careful and then you look at your daughter and say oh you have to stay home you have to be you know obedient quiet you can't go out you gotta you know don't you'll, you'll bring shame to the family stuff like that and it's like whoa mm -hmm. what are you doing how do you just tell you know a 15 16 17 year old 18 19 i mean how do you tell a girl in in 2019 you know well we would love for you to have an education but we'd rather just have you get married or we'd rather just have you stay at home and, and learn to cook and you know, learn to clean stuff like that. Like, how do you how do you just trap somebody like that? That's for for this <clears throat> for these parents. What age group is this? Like, what year? So it's uh, this is boomer generation. But okay, uh, boomer generation. Boomer generation. But yeah, I mean, anybody whose parents like mine. Like, I'm 27 years old, right? Uh, my I got lucky. My parents are super American, so I mean, they've got culture behind them, but very very westernized. But this is for anybody whose parents are between like 40 and like 65 mm. or, or older, right? And then. You know, it doesn't matter how far back you go, grandparents, whatever, because that our our last generation, like our parents, they're all holding that last final value. Because after them, us as millennials have a completely different view of the world. We want to we want to experience it like the re like we want to experience it like the rest of society, mm -hmm. and that's kind of the disconnect. And that's cool because now I'm talking to you guys who are a different culture. I just do, I just have my question is coming from where your culture is, do you guys have that same kind of lockdown? Oh, that's 100%. So, so Chris and I were both Chinese, um, Chinese-American, yeah. and we have that same pressure, right? Um, but it's in the sense of, um, like, the model minority. Don't speak up. Uh, make sure when, when things are wrong, just stay low. Like, just cruise. Like, don't, don't put yourself out there. If you want to get a good job, go to school, be a doctor, engineer, lawyer. Um, and if you aren't that, then, I mean, we won't, hate you but we're kind of disappointed so we have that pressure on us um and then same idea with the the at least for me the fam the females of um the family it's just like that pressure of don't you gotta be careful don't just stay inside like don't do anything but boys can go on play right it's still that little right. disconnect yeah right it's and and somebody came on my show and they, and they brought up this incredible like reference and he he came on he said you know I, I thought about it just like that. And he goes, I think the way that it's perceived is there. We try in, in cultured communities, very cultured communities. They want to protect the women. They treat them like a gem, right? They want to keep them, you know, as protected as possible because maybe they see how bad society is as it, as it continues. And they want to try and avoid, you know, but avoid any kind of bad things happening, you know, a lot of like respect stuff and just anything with like, you know, you know, family name, whatever, but, I don't know, man. I, I'm heavily against that. And I, I've had multiple people come on my show. I have more to come and I can't, I can't stand how they just, like, how do you just tell somebody you can't do it? But then you watch, like, imagine being, imagine being a female and watching like your older brother or, or yeah. brothers, or whatever, just watch them go out and do everything they want. Buy a car, you know, buy a car, buy multiple cars, whatever, go out, date, 
enjoy your life, come back, experience life as itself. And then you just kind of watch that. Like that's going to ruin you as a human being, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel that a hundred percent. Right. It's like, it's definitely something that's, well, for, uh, first of all, it's a little, that's a little like a uh, different for, you know, for us or in particular, but like at the same time, there's still like a lot of similarities, right? Like we're like, um, my sisters aren't forced to stay at home and like, um, you know, learn to cook and do all this stuff and then like, you know, get into like an arranged marriage by any means, you know, but like, they're still told to, you know, study hard. You can't date anyone, you know, you can't do this. You can't do that. You have to be home by a certain time. And it's like, like they're, they're on a very tight schedule in a sense, you know, and it's really kind of sad, you know, cause like, it's, it's like how are, Cause like, yeah, like, 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 just like you, Jake, like I had that freedom, right. To go out, to do my own thing. And like, you know, just like hang out with my friends, date whoever I want to date. And it's just like, what happened to, you know, like how, why is it, why, why is it such a, a big disparity, right. Between me and then them. And then like, it, it all comes down to just like you said, right. Just like, um, cultural differences, right. It's like these little tiny differences within our culture, right. Where it's like, Oh, the, the, the daughter has to like in, in Asian culture, right? Basically the daughter, when they, their daughter, when they marry, um, pretty much the daughter now has to leave their family in a sense and pretty much live with the husband's family. Right. Oh. If that's like, if that's like a Chinese Chinese relationship, right? Like old tradition says that the uh, daughter that marries the eldest son of that family has to move in with the eldest son as part of just customs and everything like that. And they have to take care of uh, the parents. Oh, like when, that, when the time comes, awesome. you know, yeah. It's, I never knew that. That's, that's pretty cool. Cause over here it's, it's similar, but it's a little different. It's where it's kind of like, uh, it's actually, it's the opposite. It would just be the guy takes care of her, her and her family. Mm-hmm. So, he becomes a part of her family, but for, for it to be the other way, that's actually, I think that's a little better in my opinion, because then she kind of gets away and then, Oh, it's got its own things, but no, that's pretty cool. I, I never knew that. I don't know much about a lot of uh, any type of, you know, Asian or Oriental culture. I mean, I have yeah. a friend, but he's Korean and it's a little different and he's American as well. So whenever we try to talk about stuff, he's just like, I don't know. I, <laughs> cause like a big disc and knife, but no, that's, but that's the bad side of it. What I gave you, what I gave you is the the controversial, the the what's been happening in the last that's that all of that has been happening mm-hmm. basically up until 2013, 2013, and then 14 and 15, it's been easing up, easing up. But now that you understand the, the bad side of it, like the, the whole controversial, like, damn, so like I, you know, I never knew growing up in, you know, as, you know, Middle Eastern men, you know, the women are so oppressed like that. But the cool thing is, and this is where it gets fun, the positive side of it. Oh man, is it blowing up? It is breaking down. They are just, they are doing everything. When I say they, I mean the women. They are just, they're doing everything. They're becoming lawyers. They're going out. They're experiencing life. They're doing everything that they want, man. They are, they are breaking away. And the best part about it is the more of them that break away and, and keep going. And when I mean break away, I mean they're, you know, making the choice to go to whatever college they want. I'm talking about there's girls that are going out and dorming. There's girls that are going out and studying abroad. Um, they're doing everything right. And they're, they're mimicking, you know, they're, they're going out and they're buying their own cars. They're getting their own jobs. A lot of them are nurses now 
and they make, you know, a ton of money. But um, just it's awesome to see how they're just kind of going and doing their thing. And they're, they're, they're just basically, they're just humans at this point. You know, there, there's no more all that, look, look at what she's doing or, you know, she's trying, you know, she's acting like a man. I hate when they say that so much, like, oh, she's acting like a guy or stop being, stop being, stop acting like a man or whatever. Like, that's degrading. That is degrading, like, how do you just tell that to somebody? Like, so it's, it's really cool to see it just blow up. And I've been bringing as many, as many females as I can, as many women as I can, empowered women on my show. Cause I'm like, please tell your story. You are mm-hmm. an influence. Any, any little thing that you've done different than the, than the culture, you're a major influence because not only are you doing it, but all of your friends are doing it and then their friends are doing it. And man, it's just become, it's just, it's getting awesome. Honestly, being Middle Eastern today, I'm so glad I was born like in the millennial era because I don't know if I'd survive in, in the last generation being, being how I am. I don't know if I can do that. I can't just sit by and watch that. Yeah. Not only that, but it's like, we, we want to take control of our lives, you know? And for us, it's, um, th- that's a part of the reason why we have this podcast. We want to show people that, you know, Chris and I, we're not going to be doctors. He wants to go into the fire Academy. Like that's breaking okay. away from tradition right there. And when, and most people, when they see that, they're like, Oh shit. Like if Chris is, if Chris is not going into that white coat, you know, career, then maybe I can too. Like, you know, stuff like that. And, and for us, it's, it's that sense of breaking the norm and tradition. Um, yeah. So it, it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of struggles, but, and we definitely do get backlash, at least for me. I don't know, Chris, you could speak on your own terms, but I definitely get backlash yeah. from being different. Yeah, I do get backlash too. Like um, when I first told my, like, especially after I got my degree in like, no exercise, exercise science and everything like that. And I was like pretty firm on the fact that, you know, I wanted to go down like, you know, um, but it could have been like a PT route. It could have been like, you know, something deeper into the, um, you know, the sports science field, you know, but down that road, just like the people that I met, the people I talked to and just kind of like seeing people for who they are, you know, and just kind of like just seeing where I'm at and kind of like really experiencing life for myself. I was like, you know what? There's not a lot of like, at least here, right in Chicago, there's not a lot of like Asian representation within like, you know, the Chicago police force and everything like that. And it's like, you know what? Like there's some, but it's not like, you know, a whole lot, right? It's a really small, like niche group. And I was like, you know what? Let's, let's go for it. You know, I get to do what I enjoy and I get to help other people, which I like to enjoy, which I enjoy as well. And just kind of experience like life. That's not really like that along that beaten path for like an Asian male. Right. That's, supposed to be like, you know, the model minority, right? Like that um, kind of society labeled us as, and, you know, we're supposed to be that lawyer. We're supposed to be that doctor, you know, we're supposed to be the physician that, you know, helps our family and kind of like really pushes them or like puts them in like a safe net in a sense, you know, it's kind of like we're their, um, we're their retirement plan, you know? (laughs) Right. No, I have, this is huge. I got to ask you guys this now because this is, I'm tired of asking, you know, the same culture this all the time but i have to know from your perspective now aside from the, the job you know aside from the whole picking your industry and, and the career path choice do you guys being you know more americanized do you guys even you know do you guys even enjoy blending in with like the whole traditional stuff and the heritage stuff or do you feel like you just don't want it you just you you got a different taste of you know and I, I blame Instagram. I mean, I, the things that I see on Instagram and so many other people, like everything I see on Instagram, 
it just, I can, I can literally just, I'll see a video and it'll just spark me and I'll be like, Oh, I want to do that. And then I think in my head, the first thing that comes to my head, it's, it's, it's sad. But the first thing that comes to my head is like, man, there's probably like no, no Arabs that ever do this. Probably like Arabs, you'll never see an Arab do this. Like, it's sad that I have to think like that, but I, I, I break off that chain and then I'm just like, I'm going to do it. And, and I feel like a part of me does it because I don't want to be part of the, you know, I don't want to be, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be known as that. Like, I just don't want to be known as like a stereotype, you know, like I'm, I'm me, I'm a separate entity. I'm like my own thing, you know? And that's, that's why I want to ask you guys, like, do you guys ever just get fed up with like, do you guys want to just be a part of like everything else? You know, you don't, you're just tired of being part of your own, I guess, traditions and heritages and stuff. Yeah. So, um, kind of, it's, it's like a, it's a mix for me just cause like there's, just like you, Jake, there's like the good and the bad, right? With like all of our cultures, right? That our parents kind of brought up, brought over here. And of course, like our, our cultures are also going to be like very different, you know, like you're like, for instance, like Jake, your, your family that came over here to the States, they brought a portion of their culture that they enjoyed. Right. So in, in a sense, it's like they took customs and everything like that, that they really kind of fell in line with. And they want to inf- like reinforce those cultures like within their family, right? And that kind of like holds true also to like um, our family, right? We have, cer- we have bits and pieces that like, you know, from like more or less like the cultures in China or like Asia, right? Where there are certain things that they like and they enjoy and they want to show that off more in our family. So it's not necessarily like they're taking the entire culture and just forcing it on us. There's they're nitpicking in a sense. Oh no, and, it's different here. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, it's uh, always that, the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, for me, like I'm marrying a white girl, so that's like completely out the tradition. Like for my family, they're like, "What? You're not marrying a Chinese girl? Like, what's going on?" You know. So there was a of the seven years of our relationship, it was that constant battle between the cultures. I mean, now it's a little better, but there was that. And then also like certain traditions, like Chris was saying, like we pick and choose our grandparents and parents pick and choose. Um, For example, like when you marry someone, we have a tea ceremony where you just like offer tea to like the elders. Um, And in my head, I'm like, that's cool. I respect that. But it's like, that's not what I want to do. But at the same time, it's that struggle where I want to, please my family i don't want them to hate me so like it's it's one of those like i'll i'll do it but at the same time i'll i'll keep doing my own thing and the reason and we talked about this with someone else it's like they they pick and choose you know customs and cultural traditions and they bring it here because they feel like they've lost something when once they're in america they feel like oh i want to stay connected to my roots so i'm just going to hold on to this so like one thing that we have it's like moon festival where we pray and it's like oh the the lunar new year and the moon is out or something and i'm like that's cool but like what does that mean for us right and my grandma would always tell my mom, like, oh, did you pray today? Did you light incense? And did you open the windows for the moon to shine through? And my mom's like, oh, crap, like, I forgot. Like, you know, stuff like that. Like, it doesn't really, it doesn't stick with us. And we're just doing it to please the next, the previous generation. That's, yeah, no, that falls dead in line. I mean, it's, it's the same. It's literally a mutual feeling. Like, we have the same thing. Instead of tea, you have to serve, like, really, really high extremely powerful like over caffeinated mud coffee in like this tiny little cup and it's like i don't want to do this and they're just like well it's not a choice and it's like but it is a choice and it's like i think i think everything that you just said 
literally could be wrapped up in nobody likes change because they're scared of what will happen once everybody's scared that if, and not everybody, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make this, we're going to make this very logical. I think the old generation is just scared to change because if they even change one, one little thing, it's almost like that step on a butterfly back in time and destroy the future thing. If they, if they change one little thing, then their, then their kids and their kids, kids. So they're going to watch their grandkids grow up in a, in a very, like, there's not going to be any guidance. There's not going to be anything for them to fall back on. That's what I think is happening. But remember you, you guys have, I mean, you guys have, you guys have religion, right? You have religion tied to your culture, right? So whatever your culture is, you know, there's a religion tied to it. It's the same thing with us. There's a culture. And I think that the old generation is scared that if they change the culture too much and allow, and allow, you know, things to, to, you know, allow people to, you know, choose and do the things that they want. I think they're scared that the, that the next generation will lose too many core values and they won't have a way to, to connect back with like their, their heritage or their bloodline. Right. But that's what religion is for. Like we're very tied with our religion here. So I don't know if you guys are, I don't know, but most, most Arabs typically will end up most, most Middle Eastern people will end up being some form of, of Islam. There's only one form where people will kind of bridge it and stuff and change things. But Islam is the big, it's a big religion, right? That's what everybody kind of follows. And, and I love it. I, I practice it. I, I love it. Um, but that's you, that's your guide. That's your, that's like your guide for you. Like, Hey, I have, you know, I don't eat any Arabic food. I don't have, I don't go to any Arabic weddings. I don't do anything in the Arab world at all. I don't smoke. Hookah. I don't do anything. Arabic. You wouldn't even know. Like, right. I, I, I live a whole different lifestyle, but at the end of the day, I have religion. I can go back and, and I have that guideline that's going to, that's going to kind of keep me going. And it's like, it's not, it's not that cultural stuff. So I think it's just, they're scared of change and I don't blame them. I mean, change is crazy. I mean, you make one little thing and you don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. Yeah. If you let, especially, anything. especially since like, for both Chris and I, our families, they came to America and, you know, you know, the immigrant story, hustle, start a business and then put your kids through school. Um, and they're scared of change because then they're like, oh, fuck, like all my hard work. And now the kids are going to fail. Like, what? where did I go wrong? Right. Um, and so there's that, too. And it always comes down to trying to satisfy what their needs are and then what our needs are. And it, for me personally, it's always the constant battle of like trying to balance the two. Um, I'm still trying to figure it out um, because hey. people, are, people are always telling me, bro, like it's your life, you know, and I know you love your family, you love your parents, but at the end of the day, you need to do what you want to do, you know? Um, and uh, yeah. So, so when I changed my major a couple of times in school, for example, my parents would be like, Oh great. Like he's not going to be successful. And they're always chasing money, which is also another issue um um i heard a statistic like, about that i heard a, I, I read i read something about that uh i forgot where uh i don't know if it's chinese specifically or asian people are are always like they're they're very obsessed with wanting to make a lot of money or be successful is that is that true is that like a true stereotype it, thing yeah because like chris said we're the retirement plan so we're supposed to give back to our families <laughs> like, i see how Okay, because the, the next generation takes care of the last one. So if they don't do a good job raising their kids, they're yeah. It's like okay, wow, that's crazy. That's pretty much how it's how it's been. Like at least like um, like a cultural pass down, right? It's like 
unless you know you're you're in that top one percent you know of asia where you know you're just a uh like trust a fund. money mongrel yeah like that like a trust fund and everything like that it's like <laughs> unless you're like that top like one percent you're you're not gonna be yeah you're, you're not gonna be like having to like you know not not worry about money right just because like oh, okay. asian families they tend to be like you know like pretty big like my family over here is like on, on a smaller scale like we have my immediate family is just like um me my mom my dad and then um so i'm the only child from my parents marriage and you know they both split off into their own thing so my family's a little bit bigger than a lot of uh, other asians where they'll have like you know, one two maybe three other siblings i'll have like six other siblings so it's like pretty big in that sense right so like i have like a pretty big kind of like a net that that i kind of gotta drag around and everything like that so it's like man not only am i gotta like not only am i the retirement plan in a sense for my parents i'm also like i gotta make sure that you know my sisters my brother and everything like that have to can make it through college and everything you know it's It's different it's different from us because here it's almost like reverse you're you're like my grandparents they came here and they just they came from you know 50, 50, but my mom's side came from Palestine and uh, they came and he, you know, he, he worked in, they, they all worked labor jobs with like a ton of overtime, right? And the whole lifestyle back then was like, work as much as you can, make as much money as you can, support your family. But like, it's different from us because Middle Easterners will, your grandparents will like work their ass off to build like this, they'll, they'll buy businesses, they'll buy property, they'll do whatever they can to have a ton of money. And then they, they, they set themselves and once they're set, like to just live off being, you know, whatever, you know, throughout their old age and just, you know, whatever the rest of the money goes to their kids for like their opportunities and stuff like that, which is usually paying for like your son's wedding, making sure he's stable. You don't really have to take care of your daughter too much back then because she would get married to a suitable person and he would take care of that person, you know? And that's kind of how it's really interesting because Middle Easterners, oh, so you know how I'm like white, you know how I'm like white culture or American culture, we'll call it American culture, because I don't know if the rest of the world is like this, but in American culture, you know how the woman, like the, the wife or the, uh, the, the woman's family will pay for the wedding? It's kind of, it's, it's similar to that, except the guy will do it and his family will help him. So like your grandparents or your parents will do everything they can to like give you a great life and like prepare you to get married and help you pay for that wedding. But we don't, a big stigma is Arab guys don't like to get married until like they're 30 years old because they want to save up a ton of, they're kind of just repeating the process, just like their parents, save up a ton of money, be deep into their career. And then, you know, it gets weird because they go looking for like a 19 year old girl or a 20 year old girl every time. It's very weird, but it's changing now. People are, are doing things different, but it's a reverse of what you guys have. It's, it's kind of like you have to be the one that gets like set for yourself first and then you save all the rest of your money for your kids and then they go off and do their own thing. And like, you kind of just sit back as like, you know, you just kind of live throughout your old days and it's like mm-hmm. you, you, you're comfortable because you know, your kids did everything they could and they kind of took off. So it's a bit different, but that's crazy. So is it, is it safe real quick to say like, if you're a middle Eastern, just say you're Arab. Kind of, uh, we actually just had this conversation. It's very complicated. It's a complex system because so to answer your question directly, I, I don't honestly know because if you, because what does it mean to be Arab? That's the thing. If I, it's like a geometry poop, right? Like 
Oh, all Arabs are from the Middle East. Like, oh god, I forgot about geometry proofs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. so, sorry about that. I, I yeah, I, triggered. I, I kinda, <laughs> it's it's weird. It's very weird. We were talking about this because I was like, I was telling people, I'm like, I'm American, right? I'm American first, and I guess I'm I'm Arab second. And then he's like, No, you're Arab first, like, because your bloodline. I'm like, But I was born here. He's like, But your origin. I'm like, But my origin is here. Like, my origin was my parents creating me. Like, what, what's before that? Like, well, where'd your parents going? Like, that's not my origin. That's theirs. I was like, I don't know. It's getting weird. But I don't know. Because if you say Arab, it's like, it's very weird. Because, like, there's so many different kinds of people in the Middle East. So I, can, I, I think the better term is Middle Eastern. Okay. I don't know if it's Arab. I, I don't really know. But everybody just says Arab anyways. Like, oh, he's, he's an Arab person. It's like... Mm-hmm. It's weird because the Arabs in, you know, like, you know, United Arab Emirates or the Arabs in like Yemen or the Arabs in like Lebanon or the Arabs in Saudi, they're all just different. They're completely different people. But the sad part is they all come from that same bloodline. Yeah. Same region. It's very weird. You know, what's weird too is, um, uh, I mean, now I, just a couple of years ago, I learned that the word Oriental was a derogatory term, but in history class, the, the, in America, they deemed like Asians and Middle Eastern as Oriental. Wait, wait, Oriental is a, is a derogatory term. Yeah. No way. What yeah, I know. The term. I know. What's the proper term? I shit. I've been saying that for a long time. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, God. <laughs> no, well, it, it's just better to for us. I think it's safer to say Asian American. But Asian. now, even even now, I'm like struggling because if you're not Asian American, you're just Asian. Yeah, but isn't that deme- Isn't that like, not like bother you because you're Chinese? Yeah, I want to be known as where specifically I am because then what if you have a bunch of people from I'm trying to think of a place that would set you get would give a bad example? So like, uh, I don't know, somewhere from parts of like Malaysia, right? Like Malaysia is known for two things in this world. It's known for factories, for all outsourcing, and it's known for a lot of tech support, right? Last thing you want to be known as is, you know, like, oh, I'm Asian, the person. And then then you get somebody who has less intelligence and they just look at you and go, oh, yeah, you're, they they think of like Malaysians. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, or they think of like a Cambodian or they think of somebody who's Mm -hmm. different than you. Oh, yeah, you're Asian. That in their head, they're thinking of somebody they saw on TV, but they're not thinking of China specifically, China. And even Chinese, you guys have, I don't know what you guys are doing over there. Like, is it like Shanghai or like Hong Kong? One of them broke off and it's like their own independent. Hong Kong. Hong Kong. You guys are just on something different. I don't know what's going on. Over I there. don't know. It's a literally a different world over there. I, <laughs> I try, I, I try to keep up and like, like just hearing about certain things. Like, you know, the black plague is back. Escape Mongolia. I don't know if you know about that. I, I heard there was one case uh, in somebody got the, uh, where was it? It was like two cases or something and they shut the whole they shut the whole city down or something? I think it was, yeah, I think it's somewhere Berlin in or something. Mongolia. Uh, it was on Snapchat news. <laughs> yeah, Snapchat news. Snapchat yeah. news. Yeah. Like, That's where you that, get the most then... reliable information. For real. Yeah, them and Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz. He's yeah. my go-to for politics, man. He just keeps it so real. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's funny that you say that because, like, when you think of Asian Americans, like, like you said, most people and how social media portrays us is smart, intelligent, high income getters, you know, stuff like that. But I recently started to, to say more like I'm Chinese American because, like you said, I want to be more specific. Um, and being 
when you have other subgroups that's just that just falls under Asian American, which I just recently learned, you're actually masking people who are vulnerable, like the Laos community, the Cambodia community, because like they're not getting you know better uh, as good of education as like a Chinese or Vietnamese American person is, or yeah. you know their income is below poverty as their countries are stagnant their countries are stagnant they're not they're not evolving into complete they're they're staying between that third world to like emerging economy but they're stagnant they're just not it's not getting anywhere that's how the middle east there's a lot of countries well i mean you can argue that they're they're not doing anything or you could argue that they're just getting leveled by every other military in the world but i mean it's crazy man i see that's what i mean You, you see how weird it is like People will look and they'll say, people will look and be like, oh, you're Arab. And the first thing they'll think about is like, either, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. <laughs> but people, Go ahead. They'll, they'll be like, oh, Arab. They'll be like, probably just works in a gas station, probably works in a tobacco shop, 9-11, beard, Osama bin Laden, sand, desert. That's like, that's like their hot key search for what pops up in their head when they think of Arab. And I'm just like, what? Yeah, like, you know what? Not going to lie. I'm guilty about that. And, uh, no, it's okay. I'm just weird. It's just bizarre to me. It's it's, not, it's so yeah. messed up. And like I'm trying to change that. Like, yeah, but it's working. I mean, we're having these kind of conversations, which is great. This is changing it. This this is what's making it different. People like like this. Like, let me explain something. Doing this is amazing, right? Because one, I don't know if you guys have people come back on your show because I've already been talking for like 20 minutes. And I already I'm already thinking about coming back. So if you do have people come back, it's, it's fun because I, I love these conversations, but this sparks stuff because have, have you guys ever been to China before? No, nah, so, I have not. Right. So what happens if, uh, okay, well, hang on. It's 2020 and you know, all the world crap. So maybe that's not the best place to go right now, but maybe down the road, it only takes this kind of conversation. Like one day you guys are going to go to China or something like plan a trip or something. And, and you don't know who you're going to spark. Like for me, example, if you guys were going to go to China, right? You were going to say, you know, hey, we're going to go to China or something like that. I would, I would, I would say, you know, hey, you guys are going to go. You guys are like my ticket in because you guys are, you guys are Chinese. It's like if, you, if I was ever going to go back to like uh, somewhere in the Middle East. I've, I've been to Palestine before, but let's say I was going to go back somewhere else, like Dubai or go back to you know a different country or, or you know, God forbid, I go to Israel. Everybody hates me, but you know, let's say I go back there. You guys are going to say, hey, I kind of want to try, I want to see that, I want to experience that. But it's, it's tough to go alone because you're not from Middle Eastern descent. So you're just going to be staring around like, well, what do we eat? Like, what's the food? Like, what? So, you know, it's cool. These things spark things, and it's it's awesome. You never know what's going to happen. But I would, I've been trying to go to China for a long time, actually. I've been trying to go to Shanghai. It's, it's, it's like one of those, like, I don't know. They have all these cities that have, like, all these skyscrapers and stuff. And all these yeah. amazing, like, all these amazing places. But, like, I heard they're, like, abandoned. I heard they're building all these huge cities, but they're like abandoned and stuff. So that's not Shanghai per se. That's oh, not Shanghai. That's um, that's further out in like uh, not like the rural area, but like there's there's been a lot of rapid development in terms that's of like it, yeah. like they have this one. It's it's really weird, but like uh, they have this one little city where it's like a mini world, right? They what? like they they have. No, they literally have a, a city. Halo ring? Like, no, 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 no. It's not a halo ring. It's like it has like it has like the Eiffel Tower there. It has like oh. the um, it has Big Ben. It has like a lot of like a lot Wait, of what? iconic buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget oh, the city that's name. Cool. Is it Kowloon? No, 
Kowloon's in uh, Kowloon's is long gone from uh, Hong Kong, buddy. Yeah, I know. I thought that's but, uh, what you were talking about. No, 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 no. Wait, there's an Eiffel Tower in Kowloon City? No, no, not, not Kowloon. Um, I can't remember the city's name off the top of my head, but yeah, they have like all these like historical or not historical, but like well-known buildings around the world, and they're all miniature versions of it in this one city. That's cool. But the problem with that city though, right? It's like, it's one, it's really, it's, it's not populated. Yeah. So like the people that do live there is like one in a few. So it always looks like a a ghost town. Yeah. That's what I, so I I saw a YouTube video on that and they were talking about it and they were saying like, they're the, the better term that you use was rapid development. I guess they're building so fast that there's no, they, I don't know how they did it, but they overbuilt before the job market or economy can get to it. They built yeah. it before the job market even hit. So like, great, we have all these businesses for, you know, we have lots of service and stuff and product, but we don't have any actual like job market here. So like, what do you even do when you get there? It's, it's tough to, it's weird, but I saw that and I was like, man, I really got to get, like, I want to see so much of China. There's so many things I want to see out there, but same thing with Japan. I've been trying to get there forever, but mm-hmm. Corona just ruined everything. Literally, the pandemic is man. Speaking of which, how have you been holding up like throughout this pandemic? Like, what's changed for you? Like, what happened with you? Uh, I love asking people this question. Uh, So it's been nuts, man. Um, I had three trips planned this year, and two of the three got canceled, which sucks. You get your money back, which is cool, but like, you kind of waited for that, you know? Like, I was supposed to go to we're supposed to do this this Italy trip, right? And you can only do it like once a year when it's not stupid expensive. Like there's a really good price range, which is in, you got to do it like midsummer because it's a little hotter. The whole trip got canceled because you can't leave the country. You, can, you actually can't leave the country right now. Like it's still border ban. So the trips got canceled, which was kind of like a first world problem for me. Like, oh no, my vacation. But on top of that, it's the whole, you know, is it real? Is it not? That was the first couple weeks. First couple of weeks for me was, is it real? Is it not? I have to be careful. So I kind of just didn't go anywhere. or didn't do anything. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stay at home and watch anime all day. Like, hey. yeah, like I, I completed, I completed seven anime this summer alone. That's awesome. I rewatched Bleach. I rewatched all 300, all 360. Bro. Yeah. I rewatched the whole thing. Dude, that, that's, that's a lifetime of watching right there, dude. It was oh, amazing, God. though. It was amazing. It is so much better when you're not a kid. Because I was a kid when I came out. Yeah. I didn't really get a lot of the stuff, and I didn't get the meaning, but I watched it as an adult, and I'm like, oh, my God. It's deep. It's deep. It's amazing. Like, I, I'm so tempted to buy, like, a giant Ichigo fathead. And just, <laughs> but, no, I, That'd be I sick. Watched, yeah, right? I watched a lot of anime, and, you know, I stayed inside. And then, and then the first month went by. And I'm like, okay, I, I got to get the hell out. Like, I got to get the hell out of this house because I'm losing my mind. Like, there was no gym. So, I, 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 you know, I, I work out all the time. There's no gym. I, I feel you on that one, man. Yeah, no tired. gym. Do you know how empty your life is when you can't? You know what it is? And, and you could argue this is first world problem or not. But tell me how empty your life is when you wake up. Okay. You work. Okay. And it's work from home. I've been working from home for like the last six years. I, I work in IT, so I, it didn't really change for me. But when you finish at five and you realize you have nothing to get ready for, I can't go take a shower and change to go eat out with my friends. Uh, I can't go just change my clothes and get ready and go to the gym. I can't drive my car cause there's nowhere to go. 
fast food places have limited stuff. Most of the stuff I barely eat anyways, but like freaking McDonald's, they got rid of like all of their like breakfast menu stuff. So like, and that's oh, like, really? yeah, they got rid of their bagel and like, they got rid of all their bagels. Right. And that's like the only thing I like from there. <laughs> well, they just ruined that for me. They like, ruined you. I had nowhere to go. I had nothing to do. And you just realize kind of how empty you're, you're, you really are when there's nothing to do. I'm like, I literally didn't know what to do. Did you have an identity crisis? What do you mean? Like after realizing like, holy shit, without all these things, what uh, am I? Who am I? Uh, eh, I kind of, not, not necessarily identity crisis, but well, maybe, maybe you're just using a different term that I'm thinking of, but yeah, Probably. ultimately, yeah, I did kind of change a bit. I, I was like, okay, I got to find something to do. So I started thinking of all the things that I like and I'm like, okay, well, I can't do this because it's closed. I can't do this because it's closed. I'm like, okay, I need to like new things. <laughs> so I started liking different things like, um, I started playing like a little bit more with like my engines on my cars. So like, I've always been a huge car buff, but I never actually started working on the engines. So I started working on my cars, right? I'm like, let's tamp around with it. Started easy changing intakes and stuff. And then, uh, got deeper into the manifold. So I, I spent a lot of time on that, but ultimately there's not much you can do. And there's, it's, it's tough when you can't go anywhere, see anything. Museums are closed. Um, you know, I like to smoke hookah on the weekends closed you know you could try to buy it on your own but a lot of tobacco shops closed because they couldn't support it's just weird man the economic failure that combined with the pandemic took things too far because not only was it a safety hazard to go anywhere but they shut almost everything down anyways so you you just lost access it kind of felt like living in kind of felt like we lived overseas for a little bit no access to really anything it was very weird yeah, I, I guess I did kind of have an identity check. I just, kinda, yeah. you realize how many things that you actually do and how many things, you, because of what you have access to. Like, think about it. We have access to a car. Like, it's the norm to have your own car here. Actually, it's the norm to have like two or three cars in this country. Like, this country is all about like having a lot of stuff and having the chance and opportunity to do a lot of stuff. And most of that is triggered through your car keys because I don't mm-hmm. live in the city. God, God help people live in the city. Everything was shut down in the city. Everything. You couldn't even walk in the city. Yeah, I know. Man, I, it's like I was te- I was tempted to go into the woods and just uh, build some stuff. You couldn't do that either. Yeah, I, I take my bike to the trails. They shut the trails down. Willow Springs trails over here. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the south side. Willow Springs trails. It's called Bullfrog Lake and like a camping ground. They've got 55 miles of bike trails, beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And they're, they're mountain bike trails. So you don't have like a proper bike. You're going to, you're going to wreck yourself, but they shut them all down for no reason. Oh, you'll, you'll spread COVID in the, in the, in, you know, riding your bike past somebody for the point for the blink of an eye that you cross them. Like what? Mm-hmm. All the trails down. So you, you see, can- that's really interesting. That's really interesting that like they shut all that stuff down. Cause I remember like the very first week of, um, COVID, like when, when we, when we were forced into a shutdown. Okay. I was like, shit, all the gyms are closed. What am I going to do? Right? Like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to go out for a run. Yes. I go out for a run, right? And right next to my place, I got like a, a pretty long trail too, right? It, it's like a, it's, I want to say close to like four-ish miles. Of oh, okay. And it was like, it was jam-packed. It was like, you're at, you're, you're, it felt like you were at a shopping mall. That's how full it was. Of yeah, people that just was- walking. Yeah, that was the push. I, I exactly. I, I agree with everything that you're probably about to say. 
what was the point of pushing everybody to go outside and then shutting all the parks down? Like, what? Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, this is crazy. Because, like... Did you go downtown? No, I didn't go downtown. Lakeshore was shut down for, yeah. like, the whole trip. And, and what's funny is I still went down there anyways. We just we just took our bikes and just... You guys know where the planetarium is? Mm-hmm. You know where, yeah. like... Yeah, where the planetarium is, there's that, like, highway part. Not a highway, but it's, it's Lakeshore. You're driving on Lakeshore. Yeah, yeah around you know the outer side of the city we legit parked our cars at lincoln park zoo okay lincoln park shut down lincoln park uh all the parks around lincoln park zoo shut down lakeshore shut down everything shut down right so we're like we might as well just go back we don't have any other choice and then i'm like i got an idea the cops are only here why don't we go to the planetarium and then we can go we can go ride lakeshore and there's nobody there and that's what we did and and we were right because there's no entrances up by Planetarium because they were all blocked off. They weren't expecting people to just take a bike and just hop over the, like, the highway barrier. And that's what we did. And then next thing you know, we were riding up and down Lakeshore for, like, two or three miles, and we were chilling by Planetarium, and it was great. And then, you know, at, like, 11 o'clock at night, the cops come by, and it's like, hey, you can't be here. Oh, okay, see you later. And we just leave. But they shut it down the whole yeah. for no reason, for no reason. Like, if you have a mask and you're walking on Lakeshore, how are you going to transfer it to somebody? It's the people that don't wear it. Yeah, but if you're wearing it, you you counter the person that doesn't wear it. So at the end of the day, as long as you're wearing it, and I get what you're saying. What if both people don't wear it? Yeah, yeah. Bring it, but I mean, just do a mandatory mask, man, and just keep Lakeshore open. I mean, they just shut the city down again. I know. It's cases are going up, and I I think what was struggle what was the hardest part for me because I'm in public health right now. And when I was in the hospitals, just and then when I go out and I hear people say like, "Oh, it's not real," like people are faking. This is like early on, right? Super early. Like, "Oh, it's not." Real. You're in public health. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm sorry. Are you allowed to talk about it? Yeah, yeah. So, so in the beginning, I was. Uh, I'm a mass. I'm in. I'm still a student. But when I worked at the hospital, I was doing like COVID floor sanitations and right, just right. like vitals, all that bullshit. Um, and when when I come out of those things, you know, I see people hooked up to tubes, like they're dying, like they can't breathe. You know why? Why are they hooked up to tubes though? They don't have any of their ailments or pre pre existing conditions when they came in. Are they older? Like there was nothing affected. Most of them were older. Um and. The reason, see, that's the thing. So I didn't have access to that information, oh, but, okay, okay. but yeah, but when I was on that floor, it literally said this guy is a COVID patient um, and they're, they're linked up. But you know what, what the thing is, is sometimes if they do have that, like you mentioned, uh, the chronic conditions, right? Yeah. They, they already have trouble breathing. They have other like heart issues, lung issues, thing, respiratory yeah. issues. Uh, and then COVID would just exacerbate it. Right. And so that's why they're like hooked up. Um, but yeah, when I was there, and then just hearing people saying like the symptoms aren't real, blah blah blah, like that, that was kind of, eh, like difficult for me to process, but because like I've seen it, because you're um, watching it, and it's like yeah. you want to just record it so bad and be like, you still think it's not real, but you can't, cause, yeah. yeah, and like, um, and it, it was so sad because we at one point we we limited no visitors. The hospital said no visitors at all, and um, this this daughter comes in and is like, I need to see my mom, she's dying, and then I had to say sorry, I the hospital said I can't let you through. And that was the Did worst immediate family. That was the worst thing ever. Like I never thought I would say I'm just doing my job. You know what I mean? I, I, right. that, that was so hurtful. Um, and then the was girl, she was a kid. She was probably in her twenties. Oh, okay. But still, I, I thought it was, no, no, yeah, that's still messed up. Cause like, dude, that's, that's even worse actually. Cause yeah. her older then. Yeah. That's messed up. And then the grandma or the the mom was just like, you know what, fine. If she can't come up, then I'll come down. Even the 
administrators were like, nope, that can't happen. That's insane. So, yeah. I got I got a huge – dude, I've been dying to get somebody on my show, but they can't talk about stuff because all the questions that I wanted to ask them were like, you have to be like up there in the hospital chain or – so stuff that I wanted to ask was, did you get to see any of the stipend paperwork or any of the agreements? Like, no. Hell is this bullshit stipend? Because before I even get heated, I, I'm going to just jump into it. I'm not going to lie. This is a glorified, this is, this is a huge, in my opinion, this is big to me. This thing is nowhere near capable or powerful than a common cold slash the flu. And the fact that, you know, the, the world is, you know, getting destroyed over this thing because internationally went under the rug. Internationally went under the rug. I remember, oh my God, Italy's dying, everyone's dying. But when you went back and looked at all the obituaries and the reports and everything, can't be released for further information. Then it finally gets released like towards the end of COVID. And it's like, everybody's like 60 plus years or older. Or or they were people that were, you know, already diagnosed with pre-existing conditions. I'm like, but none of the younger people got it. Actually, in fact, most of the people in Italy only had either, they were asymptomatic to go to health or made that statement up. Uh, was it Fauci or whatever? I don't even know. But I'm, I'm just going to say this. The symptoms are real. I believe it's a cold. I believe at the worst, it's a flu. And a flu is dangerous. A flu can kill you. It kills tens of, probably kills millions, honestly. H1N1 wrecked the world for a little bit. I mean, swine flu, it's real. This is a real communicable disease. So anyone says not real is an idiot. Uh, You just don't know what you're talking about. But the people that say there's no symptoms need to just understand that it's it's still a real thing. It's a cold, whatever. But the thing that kills me is, they need to stop. Why is there a stipend if you die from COVID versus if you just didn't die at all? Or if you die from something else, why is there a money stipend? Uh, are you, you talking about for like hospitals? Yeah, and the hospitals and all these private practices are doing For the money, yeah, okay. They're yeah, so, a stipend for that. What is that? So what I learned was that um, the hospitals and private institutions, they get more money um, sent to them to fund their, their, you know, like resources, right? Resources. Yeah, right. Um, if they say that this person died due to COVID because that like triggers something that's to whoever's funding them, like saying, like, oh, okay, so this guy, these people are dealing with COVID. They need money. They need resources. If that makes sense. Why is it a money stipend? I don't know. They're not doing it. So, so that's the thing. So, and remember, this is, this is me being like, I'm probably staff or hazard pay. My background, yeah. Yeah. My background, just so, just, just so everybody's aware that I'm not some expert on this. I, I work for an IT firm, right? So I, I'm a systems engineer. I have no, knowledge of the medical field other than the things that I talk to people about, look up, try to figure out. So from my perspective, why the hell is the money stipend a cash stipend? For two reasons. One, why are they receiving any funding to prepare and not just getting supplies? I can see if they're getting supplies, you know, hey, more treatment stuff like, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Lung capacitors, more um, adrenaline, more morphine, whatever they're getting, whatever they use to, to immediately help people on the spot to open up their lungs, whatever. Uh, the second thing is why would you fund somebody with cash and give them, you know, an actual money stipend to, because they're affected almost as if you believe that they're going to conduct their own research to look for a vaccine. Like that's not how it works. You have, you have to be an independent lab or like a pharmaceutical lab to, to perform conductive research. And you have to be like notarized by the government to do it. So why the hell are private institutions and hospitals getting a stipend for this? Shouldn't that money just be going to the actual, like, it's so weird to me. Like, yeah. what, like, it's, it's just funny that I just find it funny that when H1N1 and everything else happened, 
the same protocols didn't happen. Did you notice that? The economy didn't die. There was no money stipending. My buddy who broke his arm, broke his arm in a hockey accident, like a, you know, not like a, what is it? A, not a hairline, but a, it was a clean break or whatever. Get a clean mm-hmm. break. Done. So he goes to the hospital and the dude is, you know, recovering. They, they, they go through surgery. They, they give him his big cast and everything. They put him in a little arm sling. Mm-hmm. As, they're, as they're, you know, preparing him for his, like, outpatient, I think it's called, when you're, like, your last couple days or your last yeah. day in the hospital or something. They're like, oh, we need, to, we need to actually keep you here because you tested positive for COVID. He's like, what? He's like, okay. He's like, but I'm not sick. And they're like, oh, oh no, 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 it's not about that. They're like, you could be asymptomatic. And he's like, okay, that's great. I'm going to leave. Like, well, no, 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 you, you have like 8%. We have 8% COVID match. <laughs> when he was texting us this, in my head, I'm just like, what does that even mean? Like, he, Was he able to see the results? Yeah, they send you that. I, I mean, I even have like my results. Like, they okay. send you like, uh, what is it? Um, it'll say like tested. Uh, it has like detection of different stuff. And it uh-huh. says negative or no trace found. So I have like all the weird paperwork. Yeah. Usually you expect to just get a positive or a negative, but I just don't understand that. They, they told them like, and then they told somebody else on the news, on Snapchat news, that they had 1% COVID. So they had to keep them in the hospital. I don't get where. Did you hear about any of this stuff? Like, I did not hear anything about that. I have never heard oh, of this. this yeah, is the first time I'm hearing that. It's crazy. It's nuts. They kept him in the hospital for two days. His bill exploded, and luckily he had insurance. I'm just sitting there, like, I'm like, oh my god, like, please. There's so many red flags. How do people not? Yeah. See? So did, did did he even consent to like a COVID test? Yeah. So when when you go into the hospital, whatever they do the the nose one. Yeah. Oh wait. So, but he went there for a cast, no? Well, he went there because his arm broke. But they, but they did COVID testing at the hospital because it's it's like mandatory COVID testing. Because if he's sick, so like you're, you, I don't know which hospital you work at or like. I was at Swedish. I don't know. This is an ER room, so maybe it's different. Because he broke. It's it's to prevent the spread in case he does have it. It's for like precautionary measures. Like I said, we don't know the full details because he broke and went to the hospital, and he was texting us like stuff throughout the day but like i'm assuming when he got there they said it's mandatory covid testing so they shoved that thing up his nose so i don't know if they consented i didn't actually ask him that i don't know if he signed anything i, I i'd imagine not because he's sitting there like oh my god my arm's broken and he's on a stretcher <laughs> hey sign this like i i think they just said it's mandatory and they shoved the stuff up your nose and then they, they tell you what your results are like maybe that's why it took so long after the surgery and everything because doesn't it take uh it takes uh, what is it? Two to four days to get your results. The results, yeah. That's probably what it was. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get him on the show. Um, he's he's been interesting though. He's been telling us some weird stuff about the hospital though. Like, and at the at the ER, they charge you for each day, right? Yes, but he has insurance. So like, right. so on your insurance card, it'll say like a hundred dollars or something for your deductible. Yeah. See that, or like two hundred. So like, you pay that to go to the ER, and then it covers what your ER is. And then they have to exit you out of ER and prepare you for like right. inpatient, outpatient. Don't right. really know how that works, but then your insurance, they have to verify your insurance while you're in the ER. Yeah. And that's what's so weird is they said that, oh yeah, we have to, we have to keep you here because you tested positive or something. And he's like, what? And they're like, this is some bullshit, man. Hmm. Just tired of it. I, I'm sure there are some, you know, malpractices in, in healthcare for sure. Like there, there are definitely some like healthcare professionals and, and hospitals and private institutions that's trying to take advantage of this uh, pandemic and try to get the most out of it, right? Money, as you see. Um, 
But yeah. What do you guys think about it? Do you think it's like an actual global pandemic where there's like millions of lives at risk or do you just think it's just another flu? Personally, I think, I think it's, I don't know how, how like similar it is to the, like the flu per se, but like, it's hard. Um, because while the virus itself is affecting like predominantly the el- the older population, for children recently there's a new study now that's like Kawasaki disease and Miss C is like multi system inflammatory. So it's very rare for children, but the only way so, and, and the symptoms of those are just like fevers, rashes, stomach pain, vomiting, stuff like that. And the only way to trigger that is if a kid gets an acute infection. And SARS-CoV-2 is considered an acute infection, right? So then if the kids get infected, they have a high chance of getting like Kawasaki disease or MIS-C. Um, so there's that. And then when it comes to the elder population, you know, like you said, they do have pre-existing conditions. And so when they get um, this virus and then, and then it just exacerbates their symptoms and, and then they, they more or less, they're, they're on their way to death, you know? If they don't have the, the resource, if the hospitals can't, you know, keep them on their lifeline or anything like that. Um, so personally, so, okay, yes. So the virus is real. In terms of global pandemic, um, I would agree it is a global pandemic. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it's just because, like, just seeing all the, um, the you know, the news outlets of every country trying to deal with it. And then also my professor who is who works at Global Health and Epidemiology um, and just talking to her about it. Um, and how, you know, there, there's constant research. And another thing is, I think because with social media and the internet, people aren't used to um, fast information. I mean, we're, we're used to fast information, but when it comes to science and medicals, like new medical case studies. No, you're right. No, no, you're right on your first statement. We are not used to fast information. This is mm-hmm. what we did to ourselves. We want, we, we raised ourselves or we turned our society into, I need it now, I need it now, I need yeah. it. And we did it to ourselves. Look what happens when you give information. You just, everybody just jumps on it, triggers, puts out a bunch of crap. And the next thing you know, they it have changes. Yeah. They have, it changes because nobody. Yeah. So you're right. You're right. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so like you were saying, and so when it comes to like medical studies, like, Oh, new results. Oh, just kidding. It's not six feet apart. You actually need maybe even 20 distance, 20 feet oh, apart. My God, yeah. Um, you know, and then when people see that, they're like, Oh, so the government's lying now. Like they keep changing the data on us. And like, no, bro, like, this is, it's constantly evolving. We're constantly trying to figure it out. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah that's my, that's, that's my yeah. two cents. For no, sure. that's awesome. Uh, what, how about uh, Chris? What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it kind of falls in line with like Vince, how like it's definitely a pan, I, I do agree it's definitely a pandemic. And I also agree that, you know, it's, it is a global issue. And like the people that are getting affected are vast and not a few. Like the thing is, like a lot of these countries, right? Like um, in Europe and across the uh, globe, right? They have, in a sense, not really like eradicated the virus, but by any means, but like you know, they've gotten it to a point where it's like they've actually like flattened that curve and they've actually brought the cases down to a certain point. Are you talking about like New Zealand? Yeah, but they also uh, like yeah, they, New Zealand has like fifty people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more animals than people. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But here's the other thing too, though, right? Like, like all around, like Europe or a lot of countries in Europe and a lot of Asian countries, like they, people willingly 
put on the mask, people willingly self-isolate, people willingly do anything, right, for for the population, right, for, for the greater, in a sense, the greater good, if you will, right? Right. While America, like, granted, we are, we're, we're, there's, they're not saying everyone's like this, right, but there's people that are, like, you know, we are, we are self-isolating, we are doing our, like, our part, in a sense, but there's still that small percentage that, one, don't believe it's real, right, they think it's like a government hoax to, like, just, oust everyone in a sense and they also think that like like people will go out and they'll like for instance in chicago or like not not try not really like a good example of this but in california and in florida they had to shut down the beaches because people would be like no i'm gonna go to the beach i'm gonna go to the yeah. beach i'm gonna go to the beach i don't care what you say i'm going to the beach the giant the party island the people that had the big party on the island for like five days or whatever they said screw you guys and they had a huge party on their own island yeah like, yeah hundred or something. It was like almost 200 people, I think. Yeah, there was a lot of people there. Crazy. And here's another one, right? Just to kind of like um, just throw it in there for like um, a lot of like the social media influencers, right? Like in California or something like that, like they had like this really big social media, um, like all these influencers like came to this one person's house to have like a party. I can't remember who, but a lot of them went to get tested afterwards and a lot of them tested positive, I'm not sure if that's just being skewed. I, or yeah. What yeah, you know, you it's know, like a lot of people are getting tested positive. No, what you said is crazy, though. I mean, this is the first time I've actually had a chance to talk about this because uh, the other countries are, the other countries, it's crazy how the rest of the world kind of treats this, right? And and you can't, it's 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 fact how they do it because they're, they don't have as many media outlets as we do. The rest of the world has one or two mainstream you know what's funny is the rest of the world kind of has like the world news but for some reason we only have our local domestic news you notice that yeah you guys are you guys have, you guys have left the country before right you guys have been other places like i have not left the country you've never left the country yet <laughs> i have not what? i've been to can i've been to canada and that's cool <laughs> hey, that's well, cool Canada, like I was like I was like six or seven, but like that, that counts, work. bro. That counts. Come on, I was six or seven, dude. I don't know any better, dude. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going on a road trip to freaking Canada. It's like, oh yeah, still part yeah. of North America. Sitting there yeah. six years. I old, didn't. But- I never left. I never left the continent. Okay, I never left the continent. Uh, okay, 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 okay. But yeah, no. My my grandparents would have like Chinese channels, and the, on the Chinese channels, they would have world news. You have world news, right? And I've I've been to, and it's huge. I I've been to several several countries, and oh my god. I mean, it was even in Brazil, right? I was just there last year. And uh, it's world, it's world news, right? It's kind of like they have their local stations, which are only like the little town stuff, but like they're not advanced enough to have like, when you're, when you're in, when you're in like Brazil or you're in like Dubai or you're in like, um, you know, where else have I been? I've been to like uh, Israel. When you're in these countries, right? And you turn on their local news, it's not, it's nothing like ours. It's not. Oh, tonight at nine, nine-year-old gets killed at park. Or, you know, they talk about all the deaths and then they end it at the last minute with, man wins the lottery. What did he spend it on? It's nothing like that. They don't have that, like, they don't have that, like, first world ability. They don't have that uh, opportunity, right? So when Chris was saying, you know, everybody wanted to put the masks on, that's, like, three huge critical things. All the other countries outside of this one like to have that culture bind and they like to stay within their bloodline. They like to have the same family. Everybody is almost, in a sense, 
almost actually family. They're treated as, you know, as one big family because they like to stay within the bloodlines. They're close. Everybody looks the same. Uh, you go to, you go to a Middle Eastern country or a Middle Eastern country, you go to Palestine or whatever. It's, Palest it's Palestinians marrying Palestinians, marrying Palestinians. And the bloodlines is the same. Everybody looks the same. Everybody acts the same. You don't get as much disease. You don't get as much uh, outbreak. You don't get as much bad things because everybody has near identical genetics. But you come to a country like, you know, U.S. or even Great Britain, right? You know, U.K., or you go somewhere like even, uh, I guess Dubai is kind of becoming this now. But you go to these, like, these flashy countries. We're just pugs, man. We, we have so much freedom and opportunity here. It's ridiculous. We can do whatever we want, whenever we want. And we have too many media outlets. And it's like, we're not, we're, we're a million different cultures. We have a ton of different genetic lines. Everything is different here. We're susceptible to everything. We're not as close as we are with each other here because we're too busy all trying to be different. Everybody wants to be, everybody wants to either, you know, dress different, listen to different music. Everybody wants to be a different thing here. We all want to do, the only thing we have in common here is everybody wants money. Um, everybody wants to get rich, but it's crazy. You, you get so many people that don't want to wear a mask and don't, and don't believe like, oh, the government's, you know, scamming us this and that. It's, is it our fault? Or is it that we have like a hundred media outlets that all keep twisting the story and jumping the gun? They keep telling us different stuff. And then you get people that are, you know, because they have freedom because we have freedom of speech here. Mm -hmm. it's not like if you go to like, uh, you know, Jordan or something where, you know, or like a country that has a king or a prince, like usually the Middle East, it's not like that where you go out there and like, oh yeah, the king sucks. The prince sucks. No, you'll just end up in an embassy in Turkey, grind it up and flush down a toilet. So oh God. You, yeah, right? So let's, let's not go there, okay? Let's not go there. <laughs> you can't do these things in other countries. Yeah. Attempt it, but nobody does. Yeah. Everybody is part of that linear aspect. And so here it's just, there's. And that's another thing you mentioned because, like, in, here in America, they're like, if you use that example, they're going to be like, yeah, why would I want to be afraid of my government? Right? We are just a, we are just a fucked up <laughs> here. Like, we're. Oh man, here, here's here's like um here's like what I think about that though. It's like, yes, we have freedom of speech. Yes, we have you know the free like free will. Every human being has free will. Okay, we're all able to do whatever we please. We're all able to do whatever we want. Okay, that is number one. Like you know, like without a doubt, we're able to do that. You know, but here's the thing with like all these other countries, right? Like, yeah, everyone knows they have their own independence and their own free will to do this and do that. If they don't want to wear a mask, what they'll do is they'll just stay in for the rest of the day, right? Or whatever it may be. But they choose to focus on the bigger picture, which is protecting, like, you know, their people, right? While America, like, we are so, like, I'm American, I'll say it, right? We're so self-absorbed in our own yes. lives that it's yes. like, we are like granted everyone's the main character of their story, but everyone wants to be wants to believe that they are the only main character of this of this story. That or only their story exists because exactly like like all we give like everybody keeps saying I don't care I don't care I don't care about this. Yeah. Like, it's just like you said, it's just like self-absorbed, man. Yeah, and it's it's because of this self-absorbedness, right? That. Everyone feels like, oh, you're violating my rights. You're 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 turning into a like a um a communist regime that's taking away our rights to free will and free speech. You know, it's like, yeah, we're going to like the fascist country and stuff like that. It's like, no, you still have free speech. You still have anything that you want. 
to do, you can do. You still can post whatever you want to say on social media. You can still say it in person and in my face. All we do is just ask that you put on a mask just for the betterment of the country so we can potentially bring the like the risk of infections down. We're at 5 million now. Yeah. And it's estimated to be, it's going to hit, like I think they said, 10 before the end of the year. I'm okay with that, though, because H1N1, 71 million people. So, I mean, yeah. I don't really care about the numbers for this one because it's been five months now since it's like... A was, there, was there a cure or something for, or vaccine for H1N1, though? Well, well H1's a flu. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just a, it's yeah. a vaccine that you get. and. Russia made one for COVID, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a really funny meme about that. It was. Uh, Is it that when he changes his language? I think so. It, or, uh, it was. Um, it was the one where it's like Russia creates. Uh, it's the new thing that they're doing now. The new meme with Leonardo DiCaprio from. Yeah, uh, uh, Django Unchained, where he sits and he has the mustache, laughing with the drink. It was. Uh, it was Russia creates vaccine. And then it's like a picture of like Chinese government with 30 other weaponized like things. And then it's oh. everyone just laughing. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. I don't know why people look, if it ends up being an actual conspiracy, if it ends up being an actual thing where like, don't listen, I'm not Alex Jones. So please. But if it ends up being an actual conspiracy where they did try to use a bioweapon and it was, you know, whether it was an accident or a test, whatever. Okay, great. I was wrong. I was, you can, you guys can, you guys can take me down the street like Cersei from, from Game of Thrones, spit on me, strip me, Michael, I don't care, you can kill me at that point, but yeah. if it wasn't, and it is just the flu, then my God, we are going to look like such a stupid, like, humanity is going to take an intelligence loss, like, yeah, humanity, it's just overall, like, I can see the, path, like, the global awareness, but, you know what I think? Like, this is my, like, in a sense, like, um, you know, like, this is like my higher being, like, thoughts, right? Like, granted, everyone, everyone that, you know, has a religion, you know, by all means, you know, you're free to have your religious beliefs. That's fine with me. I'm not against it. I'm all for it, you know? But me personally, like, I'm not really, like, super religious by any means. And, like, I have this theory that, you know, or not like a theory, but, like, my thought is, like, you know, you know how we examine petri dishes in like science labs and everything like that? Yeah. We are that petri dish that this one extraterrestrial race is like looking at right now and examining. They're like, dude, these oh, guys are God. so stupid. No, I feel that. <laughs> There's that. That's the same theory as that person that explained that like water drop thing or something. We're one raindrop or something like that. Or we're, something like, like that. I don't remember. Our whole, I don't know. There's, that's crazy though. If, if that's how it ends up being, man, I, let's I, let's make let's make another twist. Think about it like bleach. The sky rips open. Some guys walk out through the sky. Oh God! Listen, <laughs> they're like yeah. you guys have failed. <laughs> they discover soul reapers. Oh my God! If there's another dimension, like COVID is a soul reaper. Give me my combat card. I am ready. Like, okay, <laughs> dude, Bonka, I, oh my God, the love I have for that show, the love I have for anime, just blew up so much more through COVID. Cause I got to go back and rewatch. I, I rewatched Code Geass. You guys remember that? Yeah. Uh, you guys aren't anime. I'm, I'm, I am. I'm I am, but I haven't watched that. that. Okay, so Code Geass is crazy. Uh, did you guys watch? Um, okay, wait, wait. I'm just gonna name like a couple that I watched. Did you guys watch Death Note? Yes. Yeah. Okay, rewatch Death Note uh, on Netflix in all English dub. Absolute fire. 
Uh, did you guys watch Attack on Titan? Hell yeah. yeah. Oh my God, yes. Attack on Titan. Uh, I, I rewatched the last season because I, I didn't want to watch the first season again because I already knew, like, it's still burned in my head from, like, last year, two years ago. So I want to rewatch the last one so I can be amped. Because, you know, the fourth season. Supposed to come out, but, but COVID delays. So I don't yeah, I don't know. They're not releasing anything. I keep I keep searching every day. Like my search history on my phone is now. <laughs> it's literally like the last like five days is literally when is Attack on Titan coming out? Attack on Titan season four. Like so funny. Find it because it's the end. It's the end. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. Reading the manga. No, no. Their animation. That's what I did. That's what I did. No, don't ruin it, please. The the animation. No, no, no I'm not gonna ruin it. But like okay, for me, yeah, because like, all my friends read the manga. So for me, right, it's because after the first season. And after the year delay on the second season, I was like, yes. all right, I don't know when it's going to come out. And like, I just had to, I had to find out what's going on. So then I just read, the you just read thing. it. Yeah. yeah. That's what, that's what all my friends did. And they were like, I'm not waiting here. And, and you know what happened to me? I was going to start, but then my thing is I just watch another anime and then yeah. that watching that anime, I get absorbed into it. And then next thing you know, you don't even realize a year will go by and like, cause you'll watch like two or three, um, like rewatching Bleach took me a month. It took me a, a month to watch 366 episodes plus. The I, four I, I, yeah, I can't believe it took you a month to watch that. That would have taken me like at least like how long this like pandemic has been, dude. All, all I'm gonna say is work from home. What I don't know what you're <laughs> about. I just I watch I, from home. I strictly <laughs> watch from home. Strictly work eight to five. Now being in IT, we get a lot of perks. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's a you know it's a job that you got to use your brain for, but. Most of the time, you know, while you're trying to solve, I mean, I'm literally solving extremely complex things all the time. So it's not like, it's not necessarily a grind. It's more of like a log in, take a look at some of these complicated issues on the environments and then, you know, dive into one. And the next three hours, you know, I'm trying to resolve um, a huge infrastructure problem or like a security leak or something. Mm -hmm. It's usually something dumb, like some app server will be somewhere and, uh, you know, it's not secure. There's too many loopholes or there's a threshold that allows certain scripts to be run. You know, there's a lot of little loopholes, port numbers, and you can't just make that change because if you change like a port number and shut off like ports and stuff, you might kill off like the vendor's uh, connectivity using that port number to get in. So very techie stuff, but it takes you a couple hours to figure these things out. And so, you know, I'm usually sitting here kind of just, fidget spinner or like i'll be i'll be working on other stuff honestly i'll be doing other things and then it's like oh my god like you know in the show house he just gets it it's like oh and then you know your brain starts connecting and then you kind of figure it out and then bam move on to the next problem but watch a ton of anime during like do you have a favorite besides bleach what was that you have a favorite besides bleach so my favorite anime of, of all time of all time is probably going to be between Death Note and Naruto. But Naruto is tough because there's too much bias that it, it was like the first big AAA anime that I ever saw. Because mm-hmm. I started in 97. Because I was, what was I? I was like seven, six. So I, that was like my first one. Because Dragon Ball Z was cool. But like, I don't, you, you don't understand it when you're a kid. Like, you don't, Dragon Ball Z makes no sense when you're a kid. Because like, it doesn't. You don't know what's it happening. It still doesn't for me. You, yeah, you're just waiting for the fighting. But, like, there's, like, 80 episodes of standing and talking, and then they fight for about three seconds. So, it was, like, Dragon Ball Z is awesome, and I love it. And, I'll, you know, it's one of my top five. But my my top two fall between Death Note and, and Naruto, and it's just 
Death Note is one of those anime where it, it was so well done. It's just it's it's a masterpiece. It's it's a long, it's a very long, elaborated story with multiple like plot twists and turns and character development. Bro, the the craziest thing for me for Death Note was when he like was it he erased his memory only to like and he like set it up so that he would remember. Oh, uh, uh, what I know what you're talking about. This is after he kills uh, L. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. What? Uh, it's fine. It's old. That's it's an old anime. <laughs> Some people. You know how many? Do you know how many people? You know how many people? Okay, so growing up in high school, right? I, uh, you know, I, I started watching anime back in like you know when I was like eight, nine. So growing yeah. up in high school. You know, I would go around, you know, telling people like, you know, oh, did you ever watch the show? And they're like, no, I don't watch cartoons. I'm like, oh, that's that sucks. Like, you should watch. It's a great show. And then, you know, I'm in like the 1% of the crowd that doesn't. Now it's mainstream. Nobody wanted to watch it when nobody wanted to admit that they watched it. And it's so. I was actually going to bring that up because nobody wanted to admit it. Just just like you, right? Like all throughout like um, elementary school and everything like that. I was, I was the one that would, that would come to school with like, you know, not like a, an actual like story book, but I would come in with like a a manga and everything like that. Yeah. I'd be reading manga, you know, during like, downtime and everyone's like what are you reading cartoons for man you're like you know and they're like just trying to like make fun of me and i'm like you, you can do what you want to do i'll do what i want to do right and then no, that's I for 20 years dude it's like and now everybody's on it isn't yeah. that funny did you bump you guys bump into people that like you never expect would watch it and then and then and then you just bring up the conversation one day yeah. And like yeah I swear to God, Death Note is usually that trigger. I swear to God. People, it's Netflix. I, I actually, I really like what Netflix is doing because they took on the whole anime scene. They're exposing it to people who don't know what it is. And it's it's mm-hmm. great. I can talk about anime with, with a group of anybody. I don't care who you are or what. We can mm-hmm. be completely different people. Completely different people. And the minute anime comes up, it's just ridiculous because like, it's always fun to see like, what somebody else thinks of like, like who their favorite kid. There's so many questions. Oh my God. Yeah. Just the other day I had my coworker. She was, she just started watching anime and her first anime was food wars. And so she was like, is all anime like this, like jokey, funny. I'm like, no, there's like different genres. There's dark. There's, there's action, killing, murder. Food wars is also really edgy though. Yeah. I've never seen that one. I never watched it. I've never seen that one. I'll it's a really know. good one if you're into food, but it's also on the really edgy side, meaning like it's really, they lead you on really hard, but through food. Oh, <laughs> I see what you're saying. It's not One yeah. Piece. One Piece is just, One Piece is, is just filler. It's just filler. I don't know if you guys, you guys watch One Piece at all. I, I heard about the ending. Well, wait, which depends what you mean by ending. Wait, is it still ongoing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, because I was gonna say it depends on me by ending. Because oh crap, I don't know. I want to bring it, it has, up, but I don't know if I'm wrong. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't, yeah, don't say anything again. So, so One Piece, they they started coming out right, and it was it was a great anime. It was really cool because I'm really big on like the pirate era stuff like that. But then the the animator came out. I don't know why he did this, but he came out in the first like hundred episodes, and he's like, "Oh yeah, my goal is to hit a thousand episodes," and everybody's like, "What?" And at that time when he announced it, the manga was in like the five hundreds. So it's like one of the longest running anime before it even became animated yet. So then he just announced that his manga will exceed 2,000 episodes if they continue going. God damn. And the Waco arc, which is the the current arc that they're on, it's called Waco arc, uh, where Luffy's versing Kaido, uh, this like 3 million foot tall guy. But uh, that arc is only at 917 right now, or 920. And 
I'm just like, I've been following this since Toonami used to be on TV. Toonami, bro. Yeah, and I'm just like, this is, I'm, I'm going to die before this anime <laughs> Generation Z is like, what's Toonami? Dude, Generation Z is like, what's a TV? Like, you don't just buy anything from your PC, <laughs> your $12 million computer. Oh, oh God. God. I don't know. Oh, no, yeah. I think, yeah, Toonami was one of the, like, it was one of the breaking points in which it broke anime to Western culture. But I remember, like, watching, like, before Toonami started showing anime, right? It was, like, really, like, all bootleg. You know, it was like, that's how I got, that's how I got my anime, you know, like, that's how I got my Sailor Moon back when, back in like the uh, early nineties. Yep. That's how I got like, um, I'm not sure if, if you're familiar with it, but like Macross. No. So it's like, it's like a tech or it's not a tech. It's a, a mecha anime. So it's like a sci-fi anime or something like that. Oh, okay. I've seen Gundam. And, I've seen a few Gundams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've seen like a few of the uh, older Gundams, like the, uh, the 0058 and stuff like that. And. They're like all these old school ones that I was watching before they really made a impact into the Western market. And then when they did, I was like, Oh my God, I was just getting flashbacks to like five years ago. You know, it was that's, like how I, that's how I felt. I mean, just yeah. this summer, first couple of weeks of COVID, I started watching gear and Lagan. Yo, that's a good one, dude. I, I literally, I went, I was watching gear and Lagan, and I'm just like, I'm like, why, why don't I remember any of this? I'm like, you can't remember I this. I might have to rewatch it too. Yeah, you got to rewatch it because I'm telling you the first half, you don't remember because the show doesn't actually affect you like personally until, another spoiler, until they, they kill off, um, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember. Come again? I can't remember his name. But the boss guy. The boss. They kill, yeah, I can't remember his name. I don't, yeah, I can't remember his name either. I, I, I always forget his name. The names in that show are ridiculous, but they killed him off. And when he dies, you just like, that was my favorite character. Like, it, it sucked too because they kind of stripped you of that character. Like, they built you up and they gave him such good character development. They made him just like cocky, arrogant, but he's got, he's got like a little bit of deepness to him. And he, and he starts to develop like when they like break out and he starts to develop like real well. And like, he starts to open up, I'm like, this is going to be great. And then they kill him. And I'm just like, no, no. <laughs> That's the character that I like attached to this anime. Like, why? Dude happens and like you just oh man it's such a crazy have, have you seen kill a kill no or kill a, 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 a kagami kill or something like that Agami got kill yeah no no is that a good one um if you're into like if you're into like the um kind of like the crazy twists oh yeah, okay. what yeah okay what's this one called right i have this list <laughs> what's this one yeah. called? uh agami got kill it's a good one um, I'm not sure about Kill a Kill. I'm not sure if that one's kind of like... I think, I, yeah, I think okay. I was talking about yours. I don't think I was talking about Kill a Kill. Yeah, but the Akagami got killed. Oh, my God. That twist fucked me up. Oh, man. I'm going to... Oh, see, I'm going to I'm gonna start this right after uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> that show is so fucked up. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I'm on, I'm on season two. Mm-hmm. The most... Have you guys seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventures? I just know it's funny as hell. Please. I, I watched one episode and I was like, I can't. This yeah, is like no, I, over, it was over the top. I know. I, know. I said the same thing. <laughs> uh, listen. It, it, oh, God. I don't. I, I need to like, just like breathe. You need a breather. You need a breather. It is, well, so, well, it is so mentally exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> you literally start the anime and it's like, 
completely, completely serious. Like, very serious plot line. Like, here we go. Like, and then all of a sudden, the character starts talking, and he's like this goopy British dork. And it's like, uh, uh, I cannot listen to this guy. He's going to be. And then, and then it gets, like, serious for a second. And then, and then the fighting is just out of hand. The drawings get out of hand. Um, oh, my God. It gets so crazy with the powers and the abilities. And, like. If you like that, you should watch Gintama. What's that called? G-I-N-T-A-M-A. It's just as goofy. There's so much shit happening in there. You're just like, what is going on? It's but that's all. It's an anime that makes fun of other animes. Other anime. Oh, is it? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. So they just like they take all like the. Oh, okay, I gotta see that. Then. That's so it's, it's kind of like a, a, an anime where it's like it's based on like reality, like so basically like you and me in a sense, uh-huh. right? And we're watching anime and we're just talking shit about it. <laughs> you guys watch One Punch Man? No. You guys didn't see it? No, I, I did. I did. Oh, okay. One Punch Man is weird, man. It's it's funny, but like it's addictive because it's like he's too powerful. He's so weird. He's so I listen. There's two things that I love about One Punch Man. One Punch Man. The only reason I honestly continue watching it, I just like I wait for the very like every like eighth episode when he hits the guy, kills his enemy in one shot. And the second thing I usually enjoy is how they draw his face. This dude's face. The way they did it was amazing. Like whenever he wants to be serious, full face, like features, nose, everything. But then the rest of the time, he's just a bean with like eyes and like no anything. And so he's just like, show is just ridiculous, man. One Punch Man yeah. is. It's not anime a t- is great. Anime is a a, a dope ass community. It connects everybody. It's a I, feel, I definitely feel like it's a yeah, like a gateway, right? Like it's definitely now a a a new well an old but new way of for people to kind of rekindle like interactions with other people because like everyone will have their own opinions and their own thoughts on like anime and whichever um you know show they talk about it's gonna have you know different biases right and it's always gonna be a really interesting conversation that can get really heated or it can get really deep and it just I think that's like our saving grace in this messed up economy and messed up world right now that we're in yeah you know i have somebody asked me recently like you know who are your role models and i'm like i don't know if i could answer that because they're not real and they're like what and i'm like my core values in how i became like a person how i treat people how i you know how i treat myself like how i talk you know every all of my development came from from you know mostly anime it's, yeah. oh, it's the it's the core essentials, you know. I I love when they have a very intelligent character, and I don't care if he's good or bad. You know, I don't care if his intentions are good or bad. It's the aspect of how that intelligent character, you know, kind of lives. And you know, a lot of the core values. Every anime is always, you know, never give up stuff like that. But it's the way they do it. Yeah. Every TV show was never give up and do your thing and always believe in your dreams. And they just it, it's you know if they just did it the same way. You would just brush it off like, yeah, this is annoying. But anime just takes a different level, man. It's different. Yeah. Like, like one of the things <clears throat> that you learn about is, oh, if you're not careful, you're going to carry a burden. Like, you don't want to ever be a burden to someone. And then, like, obviously, that's common sense. Like, you don't want to do that. But the way anime does, like, Cowboy Bebop, right? He just says, oh, you're going gonna to carry that weight. Just, yeah. just that single line. Yeah. yeah. And it sits with you. It sits with you, bro. And that's how, yeah, that's huge. Yeah. I, that there's different lines that just they they stick to you man i mean some of these characters are more than just a creation 
because you see that character and it's like something something that's not even real, right? Any I can name I can name a dozen characters, but you can just name name anybody from and, and it's not even from a real they don't even exist. Like the the realm that they live in, the the you know the guidelines to how the anime is set up and the rules and the, and the, and the way the whole thing is built it's it's not even near reality you know because they have powers or something but it's disgusting how you could relate so much to that person and they're not even real and even have human abilities but you can relate to them and and i think that's where the character development comes in and that's what makes them so good because i i could watch tv shows all day like game of thrones i watched all of game of thrones and and i know it ended really crappy but the, the first six seasons were phenomenal but it's like game of thrones you watch all six seasons, and, and the two characters that have the best development are who? Jon Snow, and arguably, you could technically say, um, what was her name? Uh, Amelia Clark, I don't remember what her name was. She had like 35 names. Mother. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. But you don't connect with them. Jon Snow is such an, an emerging character for six seasons. You watch this guy for six seasons change and become something, and like you, you figure out everything about it, but you never really connect with them. Like, I don't, like, I, I don't really. There's nothing like it's cool, it's great, but like I don't, I don't have a connection to them. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, it's not like, um, God, I can name a million characters. It's not like Ichigo from Bleach. You know, you watch that he's he's 15 years old, and even though I'm 27, when the show came out, I was almost you know roughly around his age, like when I, when I got to that point. But I think I was like, yeah, you you could just relate to somebody like that, and it's crazy because Jon Snow is a more realistic character. He doesn't have powers or abilities or anything. And, you know, he, he's trying to save all these people and whatever. And, you know, he grows up. But you watch this kid and the way they develop his character, his morals, values, and everything that he goes through. I don't care if this dude's fighting hollows in a different dimension or using a sword that has magical abilities. I connect with that guy. The things that he's – he could say the same thing as Jon Snow, and I will take away more from it from him. <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. That's 100%. Like very weird. But that's what I like about it, man. It's yeah. the best thing. This show is great, man. You guys are God. This is fire. I like that you have two hosts. Huh? I like that you guys have two hosts. (laughs) It's it's great. It's great to bounce off. I need I need to start hiring. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I I can offer you airtime. I don't have any actual physical funds to pay you. I'll pay you in gum. (laughs) Try to layers. Oh my god. There you go. Speaking of which, when Chris mentioned like it's a crazy time, I just wanted to quickly go over like. How, how did you process that explosion in Lebanon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, t- I talked about this in an episode coming up soon. I, uh, I'll tell you this. From my perspective, uh, how I processed that was, and actually it's funny because my dad was, my dad, half, a lot of my family was from there. My dad was born there. So I came here when he was nine, right? How I processed that was, was pretty simple, actually. Um, I just saw it as another another step in to take down another Middle Eastern country. Mm. You don't have the history on that. A super fast version is there were nine Arab kings. Um, I think it was nine or eight. I forgot that, that basically all split off when it was a big empire. Okay. And they became their own. So King of Jordan, King of like Saudi, the King of, you know, there's all these different Kings or princes. Right. And there were these nine big Arab power countries. Instead of being one, because, you know, they all fought and had to divide power. They, Egypt was another one. They all kind of just, even though it's in Africa, they all kind of just split all their land and they split all their people and they said, we're different from you and we don't want to be you and we want to be our own, right? Very weird. 
Long story short, all those countries have been taken down systematically. Egypt had their country stripped of power, had all their people killed, they had a coup, all that stuff. Uh, Yemen was leveled and destroyed. Um, Iraq, uh, Kuwait, uh, you know, Saddam Hussein, Bin Laden, all these, all these government figures from all these different countries, they were all basically tracked down, pinned down, and eradicated. And then we, we basically said, oh, we, you know, we freed your country, right? And when I say we, I mean the whole world. The whole world was a part of this, right? The UN was a part of this. Long story short, I think that attack on Yemen simply just falls in the category of it's another attack. It's, it's, it's a chance, theoretically, if I have to go any, deep, any deeper. Theoretically, I think it's just an attack that's going to it's the takedown of Lebanon, and they're going to strip them of their power, you know, another invasion. Uh, Palestine is pretty much almost eradicated, so that'll be 100% Israel very soon, which sucks. Can't do anything about it. It's kind of got to let it just happen and uh, see how the world changes, but that's what I, I mean, that explosion was, was nasty. And they tried to say it was fireworks. Like they tried to say it was a chemical reaction. First, they tried to say it was a firework, like a, a firework shop that went off that hit a chemical like facility or plant or something that created the explosion. And they tried to reverse it and say, no, 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 the chemicals went off and that's what blew up the fireworks. And that's what made the explosion. So everybody's confused. And then you go back and watch it again. And the heat wave generated from the explosion incinerated buildings. That's that's a classified bomb. I don't know how they got away with that. Like, you see how quiet it is though? It fell under the rug in like one weekend. Yeah. yeah. People just kind of let it go already. I'm like, dude, people got incinerated in that. People- but this is also like going back to like what we talked about, right? It's like the fast information. Fast pace, right, of information, right? Like oh yeah, hundred percent. It, it comes in and it goes like we had a discussion about this last time too. Um, it was in regards to kind of like, um, or Charlotte, like in the beginning of 2020, right? Like how, yeah, there was COVID and everything like that kind of like just starting up around like December time and then carrying over to this year, as well as kind of like, you know, the whole protests on everything that's going on in like Hong Kong that's been going on for uh, several months prior in 2019. And carrying what over. were those protests real quick because i had no idea yeah yeah so the yeah. protests were against the uh, extradition bill that china was trying to implement on to hong kong so the big overarching thing is that um hong kong and china are it's basically like there was a an agreement that for the time being for the next 100 years from when british released control of hong kong it would be two governments or no it was two policies one government i believe or the other way around i can't remember off the top of my head do you vince uh no i don't no i just didn't know my, my yeah. overall point was that's nobody you see how like isn't it very funny that international news means nothing to us but yet we talk about how we're all for like protecting the whole world yeah it's the only country in the world that doesn't give a shit about international news. Yeah. <laughs> and also like in the beginning Based of 2020 also, in, in the beginning of 2020 also, right. We, we, or the gov the government did a quote unquote precision airstrike on, uh, one of the high generals in Iran. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, dude, right under the rug. Just, yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny that you, something like that, I usually, if I have to take a shot in the dark, I usually believe that it just didn't happen. 
or it was BS, or they bombed like somewhere in Afghanistan and just lied. You know, oh yeah, look, we got him. And the reason I say that is because, uh, you know, Obama finished his presidency, his cabinet finished by passing that $38 billion, we strip you of uranium deal, where they get like $38 billion a year for like the next couple of years and we get all their uranium or something like that or whatever it was, on top of like Israel getting that also like $34 billion or whatever. Those numbers could be switched. I can't remember which one. So when you mm-hmm. see something like that, it's like, why would we bomb and try to kill somebody that we pay $38 billion? Like, it's it's not hard. It's like breach of contract. Like, why would we do that, you know? And I don't know, man. It's very hard to believe in, in the news or politics because we never know. We just don't know the damn answers. Yeah. Just keep us speculating and speculating because they want us to all be so separated. Just like what you said earlier, when all the countries come together – not us, but all the other countries, they all want to put masks on to protect each other. They're all in the same loop. It doesn't matter if they're North Korea and they're all just being lied to. Like when they lost in the 2014 World Cup and he lied and aired on TV that they won. And everybody was so happy and they celebrated even though they got knocked out in the preliminaries. Even if your media is fake, the whole country is on, is on one linear path. They're all connected. They're all in the same mindset. Whereas here, we're just lied to so much and so much shade and there's so much stuff that makes no sense. That we, we don't even, most of us don't even like each other. We don't even, like, we're all so separated here. Everywhere else is the same. But here, the neighborhoods are segregated. Everything's segregated. Everything. It's crazy. Like, it's just crazy, man. Like, you're segregated. I mean, everything from the music you listen to to the color of your shoes. Oh, you only wear purple shoes? Oh, dude, well, we only wear red shoes. Like, we don't like you. Like, what? It's, yeah. just, it's just crazy, man. It's, I don't know, 2020 has yeah. been weird. Everything gets swept under the rug, dude. Yeah, and definitely. I wish I wish we had more time. Um, <laughs> we we definitely took a deep dive, and it was amazing. Uh, you know, we we talked a lot about um, you know the Middle Eastern culture, our similarities, differences, and the pandemic, and um, all this crazy news stuff. And next time, for sure, Jake, we'll have you out again, and we'll take an even deeper dive because this was awesome. This is a great conversation. Yeah. Gotta have you guys come on my show. Oh hell yeah! Definitely. definitely. I mean, we need to, we, all we've had was uh, shawarma in. So you remember that? We're gonna. That, I was thinking about it. when you guys come on, we can perform the eating cast ritual here, and we'll do it on like your terms, and then we'll just kind of Damn. run. Yeah, we'll that's what we're doing with a lot of people. So we'll have like the you know the, the rituals and traditions that you guys do. But yeah, I'm all for it. This is amazing, man. This hell yeah! Conversation. You guys are awesome. And last but not least, um, and you can use this as an anime platform. What is one last bit of life advice you would like to leave us? Man, if I could say anything, you know, in my in my very short time of 20 years, uh, I think the one thing that I live by that, that I'd like people to know is uh, if you have any, any ideas or it doesn't matter how crazy or irrational they are, just try it. Just try it. Do, do you know, what, what pops up on your head. I mean, I never thought in a million years I would run this podcast, right? I just, I never thought about it. And, you know, one day I'm, you know, just doing my thing. I'm just, you know, going on about my day and I just decided, you know, I'm going to do this. And, and look what it turned into. Like I had no idea. I probably watched less podcasts than any other person on the planet. And I ended up just making my own and, and it turned into something amazing. So, I mean, you just, that's my advice, man. Just do if you have an idea, I don't care how crazy it is, just, just try it. Just try it at the least. You never know what's going to happen. It's, it's crazy. You never know what talents you have. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And what, where can uh, our listeners find you? What social medias you got? So right now I'm only on Instagram. Uh, 
I just downloaded Linktree or something like that. So I, I'm going to start adding those in, but only on Instagram platform. Uh, this, this is where we can find me. The handle is at real talk with Jake. Uh, basically all of our contents there. And, uh, Hopefully you guys uh, actually spend the invest the time to watch it. They're a bit lengthy, our our episodes, but uh, lots of twists and turns. You never know where we're gonna go. So for sure, just like this Definitely. one. <laughs> yeah, this is this is fun. All it's right, really good, real good. So to our viewers and listeners, you can also find us at the Eating Cast on all social platforms: Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, yes, tune in. We we're, we're always having interesting guests and interesting conversations. So. You never know. Like Jake said, you'll never know what you find. You're what you, what you listen here. Yeah, check them out. These guys are awesome. Like, <laughs> these guys know what they're talking about, man. <laughs> awesome. So again, uh, Jake, we just want to thank you, you know, uh, for just kind of hopping on, you know, taking a part of your day, uh, which was originally supposed to be like an hour just turned to two hours pretty much, you know, but it was definitely a very fun conversation that we just had and definitely look forward to, seeing more of you, more of you on, um, you know, on our channel as well as kind of like, you know, when that, when that day is, when we can schedule out ours with yours, you know? Definitely. We'll work on it. We'll definitely work on it. All the time. It was solid. And for our viewers and our listeners, we just want to thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you on the next one. So take care and bye-bye. Bye.